0: God, it's not about my opinion It's not about my theories or how I feel about something My feelings are irrelevant Lord, it's what the word of the living God has to say about where we are And what we need And I pray that you'll anoint it today And God will thank you for it In Jesus' name we pray Amen Amen I want you to, you can be seated You can be seated Take your Bibles and turn with me to John chapter number 6 John chapter number six we are going to share uh, a truth this is the final message uh, this is the final message of the not a fan series and uh, we're gonna we're gonna simplify to the max say amen how many of y'all like something simple uh, my wife god bless her heart gave me some honeydews yesterday and uh, I don't understand I don't understand the logic of having honeydews on football Saturday I don't I don't understand that. I I don't even know what happened. I know there was some kind of miscommunication. There was a misunderstanding of what day it was. Surely that was the problem. Uh, But uh, I was changing out, uh, 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 help me now, help me now. Uh, Ceiling fans, ceiling fans, whirly things in the roof, amen. Uh, Ceiling fans, taking taking broken ones down, putting other ones moving and all that kind of stuff. Well, she had a new one. Uh, and obviously, it was invented and put together by somebody that didn't have no sense. Amen. <laughs> well, this is one of those. This is one of those remote control uh, uh, ceiling fans, and and I got the bright idea as I was putting it together. I saw in the in the 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 uh, directions they had this little module that had fifty thousand wires sticking out of it that I had to plug in all that. I said, No, I'm not messing with that. I'm leaving that out. I don't even need a remote control, but I wasn't going to tell her. And so she comes in the room. She comes in the room and picks it. What's the first thing a woman's going to see? The part that you're supposed to put that you didn't. Say amen. And she says, what about, would you like to put this thing up? Did you not ask me to put this thing up? And I was playing, please, Lord. And she left, and I said, I ain't putting it up. I don't need it. We can. Well, I got the whole thing put together, put in the ceiling. Guess what it didn't have? Chains to turn the light on. Needless to say, uh, I had to call in the big gun. Hey, man, my dad had to come help me put that thing. But it was complicated as can be. And I and I said, man, uh-uh, this is not going to work. Here's what we're going to do today. I know everybody, everybody, for six weeks, you've been trying to figure out and you've been trying to decipher. Am my fan... Or am I a follower? I mean, truly, what what are we? I mean, I know I know you can be you can be saved and have some tendencies to act like a fan. How many of y'all would agree right there? There's been times in my life I've, I've I've acted like a fan, but I truly want to be a follower. But we're going to simplify it to the max today. In John chapter number six, in John chapter number six, if you'll find verse number sixty six. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna look at the whole chapter, but I'm not gonna read every verse of the whole chapter. But but as we go through this chapter, God showed me, and I, I was really praying about this too. I said, God, I want everybody, I want it to be clear. I don't want to be no doubt in nobody's mind where it is and what it is. And so God opened my eyes to see in this chapter both of them. In this chapter, you're gonna find fans and followers, and there's there is as clear as a bell characteristics of fans, and characteristics of followers. So how many of y'all would like to know clearly, without a doubt, what a fan acts like and how a follower? Say amen. Amen. All right, let's look at this. Uh, John chapter number 6 and verse uh, number 66. All right, verse number 66. Have you found your spot? Say amen. amen. From that time, many of his disciples went back. Now the chapter begins with a crowd. The chapter begins with a multitude. But at this point, the Bible says many walked away. Many turned back. I mean, what was the, what was the catalyst? What was the, what was the deal that caused this situation? Because uh, Jesus had invited them. Jesus had invited them to himself. If you really study this chapter out, you'll find that there's basically three things here. We find signs, sermon, and separation. We find that Jesus is doing miracles, and John uses the word sign. Uh, John, uh, John's gospel is different than the other three. You have Matthew, Mark, and Luke are the synoptic gospels or synonymous. They are close to the same. But John picked out certain miracles and put them in his gospel so that you might believe that he is the Christ. And he called those miracles signs. And you know it's a sign because with every miracle came a sermon. Now, after he fed the 5,000, he gave the sermon about the bread of life. And do you know what happens? Do you know what happens when you have a multitude of fans who hear a sermon? Then there is separation. Listen, they will separate, and God will separate the fans from the followers. And that's what we're going to try to do today. All right? It says many walked away. They followed not him anymore. Verse 67. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings on us. Bless your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Number one, if you're taking notes, what is the first Here's how we're going to do this. Here, if, you're, if you're taking notes, here's how we're going to do this. We're going to put fan, fan equals this, follower equals this. In other words, we're going to give you the characteristic of the fan and then the characteristic of the follower in this point. When you read this chapter, what do you see? And We know this is the, this is the feeding of the thousands and thousands of people that Jesus took a little lad's lunch and fed them. They came because of miracles to follow him. He saw that they were hungry. He saw that they had a need. He, he met that need, and they came searching for him, but he left them. He left them. The next morning, they woke up. He was gone. He had gone across the sea. He had gone across the sea. I'm not going to go into detail about that, but that's a great story all in itself. He sends the disciples on the boat. He goes up into the mountain to pray. They get in a storm, and Jesus came to where they was. How many are glad when you're in a storm, he knows where you are? Well, they go on to the other side, they wake up, they wake up, and he is gone. So they get in the boats, they go over, they go to where he is, they find him, and they say, where'd you go? Why why, why, why did you go? And he knew, he knew their motives. He knew why they were looking for him. They were not looking for him because he was the Messiah. They were not looking for him necessarily for the miracles. They were looking for free food. He said, I know why you come and I know why you're here. He says, it's not because you saw the miracles, but not not the miracle of the blind being healed and not the miracle of the lame being healed. You're here because you got a full belly and now you're hungry. It's all in the chapter. And then they begin to discourse and he begins to teach them the sermon where he tells them, I'm the bread of life. You're looking at the physical, but I want you to know the spiritual. I want you to know who I am. And he invites them to himself, and the Bible says, many turn away. So in this chapter, how do we see the fans behave, and how do we see the followers behave? Number one, we see a fan is curious. A fan is curious, but a follower is committed. A fan is curious, but a follower is committed. You say, where do you get that? In John chapter number 6, verse number 1. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude, a crowd, thousands of people, they followed him. Why? Because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. So what are we saying? They were following him. They were fans, they were admirers of him because of what they thought he could do for them. In other words, they were not sold out. The Bible says that the followers, that that Peter, they said, we have left all and followed thee. You see, they didn't see a miracle, they heard Jesus' word. Jesus said, come and follow me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. They came because he asked them. He came because of his word. They were sold out and committed to them. But you see, a fan is just curious. A fan is just in it for what's in it for him. You say, what does that have to do with us today? Do you realize there's fans in this room today? How do you describe a fan? I can I can describe a fan easily. If you're on Facebook, it's you're on Facebook. It's easy to describe fans. You'll see them posts about going drinking in one post, and then going and putting a Bible verse on another one. That irritates the fire out of me. I mean, it's one way. It's acting one way today and acting another way tomorrow. It's coming when I got a problem. It's coming when I got a need. It's coming when my spouse is, is mad at me. It's coming when my kid is acting up. It's coming when I got a doctor's appointment this week and I'm worried about it. And then when everything's fine, when your spouse is okay with you, when everything's great in your life, you can't find them with a CIA and a hound dog. Say amen. What is the problem? i tell you the problem. They're just curious. They just got their toe in the water. They're just seeing how cool it is. How cool is the water to know whether I want to get in or out? But a follower, they just dive right in. A follower asks no questions. A follower is sold out. They are all in. And, and Peter said it this way, we have left all to follow you. Now, I'm not too critical about the curious because I think we all came to Jesus because we were curious. I think everybody, I don't care who you are, I don't care who you are, you came because possibly, possibly he could help me. Why do you think, why do you think they filled that room up in Mark chapter number two? In Mark chapter number two it says when it was noise abroad that he was there, the house got so full you couldn't put nobody else in it. Why? Read chapter one. When he was there, he was already there in the city before, and he was healing everybody. Every sickness, every problem, he was the problem solver. He was the doctor in the sick room and the lawyer in the courtroom. Somebody say amen. He was all of those things. Because, listen, they come to him and say, well, maybe he can fix me. But here's what happens. You may have come to Jesus as a curious fan, admirer. But when you meet him, when you meet him, you have to make a decision. Because, yes, he is all those things. But there comes a point when Jesus shuts down the buffet line and he says, It's me. Are you coming because your marriage is in trouble? Are you coming because you're sick? Are you coming because you got a problem? Or are you coming because you love me sooner or later we have to answer that question and here's the here's the question is jesus enough you see here at this moment in the end of this chapter we find they've looked for him the next day they finally found him and and listen there's no more buffet there's no more free meals now he's saying, I want you to understand. I did that to teach you a principle. I did that so you could know who it, Let me introduce you to me. And they turned and walked away. Because it was not him that they were interested in. It was what he could do for them. For some reason, for some reason, that, that same question is in the Old Testament. Is Jesus enough? How about the question that the devil offered to God when it came to Job? He said, have you considered my servant Job, devil? He said, well, I tell you what, I know he's serving you. I know he's righteous. I know he acts right and he does all that thing. But the only reason he does that is because you you bless him and you favor him. And look what you've done for him. He said, I tell you what, God, would Job serve God for naught? In other words, if you didn't bless him. If you didn't put a hedge about him, if you didn't honor him, would he still serve you? Now, now watch this. This will blow your mind right here. This this was not a competition. This was not a competition to see how tough that Job was. This was not a competition to see how faithful Job was. This was not to see how much patience. Really? It didn't have anything to do with Job. God and the devil had come to a head, and the devil was saying, You're not worthy of worship. You only have to pay people if you didn't pay them. They wouldn't worship you. In other words, he's saying, are you enough? And y'all know the story. I don't have time to go into the Job story. God took everything away. Even his own health, because he said skin for skin. Job said, naked came I into this world. Naked shall I return. God gave and God has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord you know what he was saying God's enough but you see a fan is just in the curious stage can God give me what I need and what I want but a follower moves past the stage of curiosity he says I'm all in and a follower says whether you feed me or not I'm here you see a fan is simply curious a follower is committed second thing i saw in this chapter a fan is a consumer but a follower is a contributor say that with me a fan is a but a follower is a watch this john john chapter number 6 verse Verse twenty six. Jesus answered them and said, "Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me, not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves, and were filled. They were consumers. But watch what it says in John six eleven. Watch what it says about the followers. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down. Likewise of the fishes." as much as they would what was that the the followers were contributing to the consuming fans let that sink in a minute you see the fans were coming to jesus saying give me give me give me give me give me and they were i don't mean to get political but they even wanted to make him president The word uses the word king, but we're Americans, so let's use the word president so we can get some free stuff. And when the Bible says that Jesus knew that they would make him king, he departed from them. And then they got mad because the next day they woke up and there was no more free stuff. Let that sink in a minute. There may be free stuff today, ladies and gentlemen, but there's going to come a morning when these people will wake up and there won't be no more free stuff. And they went to hunt him down and they said, what, 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 where, 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 where are you going? What, what, what is the deal? And you know what's the most intriguing thing that I found? That a fan will remain a consumer. A fan will remain curious. It's about me. And when it's about you, you want to remain a consumer. I do not come to church to give. I come to church to get. I do not come to church to be a blessing to anybody else. I come to church to get a blessing. I do not come to church to give God glory and honor. I came because I need something from him. And a fan will constantly be a consumer. A fan says it's all about me. A fan says it's all about what I want a fan says it's about my favorite song a fan says it's about my favorite style of worship a fan says it's about my favorite chair a fan says it's about my favorite parking spot a fan says make it convenient a fan says don't make it difficult a fan says keep the air at just the right temperature and a fan needs a padded pew a fan needs carpet on the floor but i'm telling you a sold out follower of christ they'll worship when there's dirt on the floor they'll worship in a grass hut in africa worship when there's nothing there for them. All they're here to do is give. A fan's not going to tithe. A fan's not going to give an offering. A fan's going to come in. They love the singing. They love everything that's here. But don't ask them to do anything. Because a fan is a consumer. Don't ask them to be accountable in a small group because they're a consumer. Don't ask them to give toward the building. They want a building, but they don't want to help put one up. Because they're a fan, and a fan is a consumer. Don't ask them to sacrifice their seat so a sinner can have it because they're a fan. I imagine the disciples were hungry too, but they had to serve. They were passing out, and they were serving, and they were serving. Now, I don't know about you, but I've served people before. Matter of fact, Brandon and I had one of them them money-raising things. And they made me a waiter. I'm just gonna tell you, Christian, something. Y'all better start. Y'all better start tipping more. Cause them people earn it. Say, man. I understand why they spit in the food. Amen. <laughs> they don't do that at Brandon Iron. Let me tell you, they don't do that. I'm talking about in 2020. I saw. Amen. The 2020. Not Josh is gonna kill me. Amen. Listen, I, I, I was serving, and it was just—it was just a few hundred people. Can you imagine twelve disciples serving fifteen thousand people? But you know why they did it? They were followers. It wasn't about them. It was about the need and the one they were serving. Let me tell you why why the American church is dying. Because they're so full of fans. I want my way. The world can go to hell. If they don't like my music, if they don't like the way we're going to do it, then. now we won't say that because that sounds so unscriptural. But we are saying it's about us why because we're still over here consuming we've gotten lazy if all you do is consume and you don't contribute you'll get lazy uh i had a day i had a day one time (laughs) several months ago where i was i was tired that goes way beyond tired has anybody here been tarred? Yeah. And I know, I know, y'all don't never get this way because y'all are a lot more spiritual than I am. But uh, uh, I was so tired, I didn't feel like being here. Bless me, Amen. <laughs> Have ever, y'all ever been that tired? You just good night in the morning. Done, done three services. Now, now I've got now I've got the membership class. And I'm tarred. Do y'all realize that when you get to the point of being tarred, that you have a filter system in your brain that filters the words that come out your mouth and and it kind of keeps back things that you really don't need to say? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Do you realize when you get tired that your, your 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 filter is tired too, and you will you will say things and they will like get out there in front of you and you will like O M G, did I just say that out loud? I'm glad we can, we're can, we together on this. Well, that particular day, I was just wore out. And I'm teaching in the membership class, and I get to the point where we really distinguish what a member is and what an attender is. Because we've got a lot of attenders, and we've got some members. A member is a contributor, an attender is a consumer. You come and you consume, you enjoy the music, you enjoy everything here, you enjoy this ministry that's provided, you enjoy all this stuff, but that's about as far as it goes. You don't don't help put back into the deal. Are y'all with me right there? Well, I was so tired, this is what I said. At that point, I said, now look, ladies and gentlemen, and for some reason, the room was packed that day. And I said, let me tell y'all something. I said, if you're coming to sit, if you're coming to be a spectator and not a participator, then go somewhere else. I said, we have got a crowd of people. We have got three services, and at that time it was four, and we can't get them all in here. And we need more open seats for people that are willing to contribute. If you're not willing to contribute, you have my blessing to find somewhere else to sit. that moment when you realize what you was thinking has escaped and i think they'll never be back i said we don't need any more consumers we don't need any more people that's just in it for themselves We need some seats filled with people willing to say, hey, I'm in the deal. Let's go. And I thought, well, you see, here's here's the way that works. I teach 201 the first Sunday, second Sunday, or excuse me, 101. The second Sunday is 201, and then the third Sunday is 301, and those classes go together, and we, we pray that everybody goes through all of them. Well, that has never happened. If you start out with 30, then you'll have 20, and you may have 10 at the end. Do you realize that class was the first class, all of them went completely through it. The whole class finished up. And you know what I thought? I thought, I'm going to be mean every time. <laughs> Get in here, sit down. <laughs> but you know what? I think we, I think we fail... To help people understand it's not about being a fan you see a fan only consumes a contributor is a follower they were busy serving they were busy serving you say how do you know they kept busy 15,000 people ate all they could and you know there was Baptist there who went for second say amen You see, a fan is a consumer. A a follower is a contributor. Then the the third thing I notice, and I'll be quick right here. A a, a fan is confused. But a follower is convinced. You see, there was two things they they were confused and convinced about. The fan was confused about his identity and about his instruction. And you see, a follower was convinced about his identity and his instruction. Let me prove it. And there was something God showed me in the last service. It's amazing. It's amazing what we think about Jesus as long as He's giving us what we want. Now it's going to get a little rocky right here, so put your seatbelt on. Because all of us love Jesus as long as He's doing what we want Him to do. But you let Jesus get out the pruning shears and start cutting in our life the things that don't need to be there that hurts. We'll have different thoughts about Jesus. Let me prove it. Watch this. In verse number number 14, this is right after their bellies are full. They're sitting, I can't eat another bite. Watch. Verse 14. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, this is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. That's him. They're all about Jesus when their belly's full. But watch what they say. Watch what they say when he says there's not me. There's no, no more buffet. It's about me. I'm the bread of life. Watch what they say. Verse 41. The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it that he saith, I came down from heaven? In other words, when they got what they wanted, they loved him. But when they didn't get what they wanted, they complained against him. That don't ever happen in church, does it? As long as the bills are paid, as long as the the, the cat and the dog are getting along, as long as our wife still likes us, we can come sing amazing grace. But you let something happen that we don't think should happen. God turns right and we think he should have turned left. Who are you? You see, when their bellies are full, that's him. That's him. Are you all with me? Well, how do you know what a follower does? Watch this. When it comes to his identity, they say, we believe you, 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 Joseph's son. Watch what Peter says, the follower, John 6, 69. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the son of the living God. Somebody say man, right there. When it comes to his instruction, watch, oh, this is good right here. This is good. Watch what a fan does. Watch what a fan does when it comes to his instruction. It says in John 6, 59, these things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they heard this, they said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? You mean tell you what's been happening in this building over the last six weeks? When we've been saying you need to commit all, you need to sell out, you need to deny yourself and follow him, completely sell out to God, you're saying, whoo, who, hoo hoo. That's a hard saying. You mean to tell me I gotta commit everything? You mean to tell me I gotta quit those things that are displeasing to God? You mean to tell me I gotta listen, every, every dime I make is God's? My life is his? i got to commit my whole life to him. That's a hard saying. What you're saying to me is, but watch what the follower says. I love this. John 6, 68. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Let me drop a bombshell on you. We have a movement in America that's all about the signs and wonders. Don't you notice what Peter said? Who are we going to go? Where else can we get a miracle? Did he say that? Mm-mm. Where else can we go? Who else can give us free food? Did he say that? No. He said, You have the word. Let me tell you something. When churches focus more on the signs and not the sermon, there's going to be problems. Because the sign was just to get them to the sermon. The real power is in the word of Christ. Now, that brings us to the grand finale point. This is the humdinger. Matter of fact, it spooked me a little bit when I saw this. When I saw this is the this is the dividing line. This is the separating factor. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is what really distinguishes the fan from the follower. This this right here. What caused them to stay curious? Because, see, everybody comes curious, but some people move into the place of being a follower. They may have come because they had an issue, but they moved on into a committed lifestyle of Jesus Christ. But what makes them stay curious? What makes them stay a consumer? What makes them stay confused? Number four. The Bible says this. in John chapter number 6. In verse number 64, here's the answer. What separates the fan from the follower? Some there, but there are some of you that, what's those two words? Now watch. The last point, write this down. A fan is condemned, but a follower is converted. Now, I, I need you to write that down, and then put your pens down and look at me. A fan is condemned, but a follower is converted. Now, now put your pens down and look at me just a minute, because I, I need your undivided attention. Don't don't shut up, no books or nothing, just look at me. i got just a couple minutes, right here, right here. Say, so where do you get condemned out of this? You just said he believes not. Watch. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, watch this, watch this. He that believeth is not condemned, but he that believeth, he that believeth, he that believeth is condemned all. Preacher, what are you saying? If you're trying to decide whether you are a Christian fan or a Christian follower, let me help you with this. Let me help you with this. There's no such thing as a Christian fan because a fan is an unbeliever. The reason they stayed there The reason they stayed curious, the reason they stayed a consumer, the reason they stayed confused, Jesus said, I know what the problem is. You believe not. You see, either you are a fan or you are a follower. You cannot be a Christian fan. There's no such thing. Now, let me me say this. As a follower, there's been times in my life I acted like a fan. How many of y'all would say amen right there? But here's the deal. If you are truly a follower, you do not stay here. You cannot stay here. The only reason you would stay curious, consuming, and confused is if you believe Now watch. How can you tell me you truly believe and keep behaving the same way? I've seen people, I've seen people run around, commit adultery, drinking it up in the bar, raising cane on the weekend. And they want to come tell me they're saved. But I'm saved. I believe in eternal security. I'm saved. I believe in eternal security too. But here's the problem. One of two things are going to happen. Either you're in for the whooping of your life. Or you're not saved. Let me say that again. Either you're in for the whooping of your life or you are this is a bible word I'm not cussing you're a bastard the the bible uses the word bastard which means illegitimate son let me quote it for you for whom the lord loveth he chasteneth the word chasteneth means correct it means to scourge whom the lord loveth he chasteneth in other words if you're out there doing that like, and you're acting like a fan God is going to light your britches up. But if he don't, you're in worse shape. Because that means you do not belong to him. I'm not going to go snatch up another kid in in the playground and correct them. But you let them have my name. You let them belong to me. Are y'all with me? And you see, here's the difference. Jesus says to the fan, Jesus says to the fan, but there are some of you that believe not. What 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 did Peter say? What did Peter say? He said, we believe Verse 69, we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. You mean to tell me, I mean to tell you this, your belief will determine your behavior. And if your behavior doesn't match what you say you believe, either you're a big liar, or God ain't caught up with you yet. But let me tell you, he don't forget. Why had not God corrected me? He may be letting you, giving you an opportunity to fix it yourself. Because I don't know about you, but I would rather let God let me fix it than than him have to. Well, preacher, I'm going to tell you, I'm a follower. Well, is your actions backing up? Your confession. If you truly believe. Let me ask you a question. If you truly believe this morning. How could you truly believe that there is going to be a judgment one day? where we as every individual will stand before God and give account for how we raised our children, how we treated our spouse, how faithful we were to the cause of Christ, how much we were a follower and not a fan. How can we say we truly believe that and still act like a fan? This is the day of reckoning. This is the day you're going to decide Hey, this has been the same message in all three services, and I promise you this, there will be people that you will not see next week that you saw this week. Because they cannot move from being a fan to a follower. They will walk away. But let me ask you a question. I want to ask you the same question that Jesus asked his disciples. Will ye go also? You see, you can't stay a fan in this atmosphere. you got to make up your mind. And I ask you the question, as Jesus asked his disciples, will you go also? What's your decision going to be today? Dear Heavenly Father, I praise you and I thank you for truth. I praise you that you know what we need when we need it, how we need it. Father, I don't want to ever have a tendency of being a fan again in my life. God, there are many people in this room right here today that they are fans because they've never trusted you as their Savior. They've never surrendered their life completely as, as as a sinner needing salvation. I'm going to give them the opportunity right now in this invitation. As every head's bowed and every eye closed, please don't move around. Please be as still as possible. If God is dealing with you right now, you say, preacher, I'm not 100% sure if I was to die right now that I'd go to heaven. Well, step out of your aisle right now. Come on down. We've got ladies and gentlemen at this altar, ladies for ladies and men for men. I want you to step out of your pew right now and come. We're going to take a Bible and show you how to be saved. As every head's bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around, I'm challenging you today. This is the invitation. If you're not saved, come now. I'm offering Jesus now. I'm offering salvation now. I'm offering redemption now. I'm offering forgiveness now. I'm offering life change right now. Come. Come receive what God has for you. Receive forgiveness. Receive deliverance this morning. Come on. Come on. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Come on. If you need to trust Christ, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I want to challenge you today You to say, preacher, I am a believer, but I've been having tendencies of acting like a, a fan instead of a follower. But I don't want to do that anymore. I want to sell out. I want to commit to Christ today. I want you to come right now. I want to challenge every Christian in the room to find a place in this altar right now. Let's sell out. Let's give in. Let's let's say we're all in, God. We're we're coming to this altar right now. No longer, not one more day in my life will I act like a fan. Not one more day in my life will I just remain curious. Not one more day in my life will I remain a consumer and not be a contributor. I want to dedicate me, myself, and my family to you. Come and find a place in this altar let's commit to him let's commit to him let's give him our all father we're coming we're coming this morning we're coming to give you our life we're coming to give you our all we're coming to dedicate our hearts and our minds as followers of the lord jesus christ we don't want to ever lord at temple act again as a fan We don't ever want to operate in the mode of being a fan. Lord, we don't ever want to just simply be on the outside looking in. We don't want to be just an enthusiastic admirer. God, we want to be sold out. We want to be all in. We want to be committed. We want to be convinced in who you are. We believe you're the Christ. We believe the word that you have spoken. We believe the truth of the gospel. God, we ask you to move in this place. We ask you to touch every heart, every person, every Christian, Every believer here this morning, I pray that your will be done in Jesus, in Jesus' precious name, in Jesus' holy name, we ask all of these things. Amen and amen. Let's stand to our feet. You take all the time you need to pray. Take all the time you need to pray. Brother, lead us in prayer. If you're here today and you need somebody to pray with you, we'll be glad to pray with you. If you need to come as we sing. It's Jesus speaking to your heart come on come on come on come on don't 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 leave without him don't leave without him come on sing church sing won't you surrender won't you sell out to God today? Won't you say, I'm committed. I'm all in. I'm all in. No more playing around. No more playing around. No more being a fan. I want to be a follower. I want to be a follower. Bless him, Jesus. God bless him.